0: We all knew inflation was already at its highest in decades. Supply chains stretched thin. We've been talking about that for weeks. Prices about on just about everything way up. We've also been talking about that. Now, suddenly, there's a war and a series of severe sanctions, all but cutting Russia off from global markets. Although the US and Europe have yet to target Russia's energy sector, that's another story. Add it all up, though, and it's bringing new levels of economic uncertainty and market volatility that will be felt, apparently by all of us. Joining me now with more is the Conference Board of Canada's chief economist Pedro Antunes. Thank you so much for being here tonight. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is a really a, the article you just co-wrote a Bear Unleashed is fascinating because so much has happened in such a short period of time. But what have what is the impact of these sanctions on the Russian economy?
1: Well, I, I think the, uh, the choice that, uh, Vladimir Putin has made to, uh, to invade Ukraine will be, uh, you know, have important consequences short term, uh, and long term, unfortunately. And I think, uh, you know, we think of, uh, the tragic situation for, for the Ukrainians, but, uh, obviously there's a, a lot of Russians that are not in alignment with uh, what's happening here. And, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, uh, implications and I- economic impacts and uh, uh on on the russian people as well um you know obviously you know short term we're, we are going to see all of these sanctions really have a terrible impact on russia's ability to trade with the rest of the world uh so that essentially cuts off their access to foreign reserves to money coming in uh it will also obviously cut uh production of many uh, products that uh, the rest of the world, uh, you know, essentially imports from from Russia. So, you know, obviously there are implications both ways of cutting trade down to a trickle, um, which is essentially, I think, what's going to uh, uh, happen with this. I think, um, you know, the implication for Russian uh, citizens uh, of seeing their currency essentially devalued by, you know, 50%. Last time I looked, uh, of seeing stock markets collapse, uh, you know, obviously there's a, you know, a huge detriment to, uh, to, uh, the economy, uh, just, just from the immediate, uh, impacts of this. Uh, longer term, obviously, uh, you know, I think this just really, uh, you know, signals a lot of uncertainty with where this regime is headed and, uh, you know, the, the uh, in, intentions to invest in a, in a country like Russia going forward will probably be significantly hampered. Uh, whether, you know, we'll see any foreign direct investment in Russia in, in the following years is, is a, a real question mark.
0: You're the chief economist at the Conference Board of Canada. I'm not an economist, but I've never seen something happen so quickly to an economy. Well,
1: I mean, you know, we, I I would agree that uh, I think for the most part, uh, you know, we thought uh, that these sanctions would be slow to really have an impact. Um, we we didn't see, uh, you know, a quick take up of really uh, affecting the SWIFT network. In other words, really locking Russian businesses and banks out of international transactions. Uh, that wasn't, you know, uh, initially thought of, or you know, we didn't see that initially happening um so but we have seen these kinds of measures these kinds of sanctions have impact on economies really reducing their ability to export and reducing their access to foreign uh, res- uh, foreign uh, funds um in the case of, of russia with the uh not only the amount and, and number of sanctions but the number of countries on boards uh, you know uh, really uh sanctioning the russian uh regime uh, this has just accelerated the impact of these things on the economy and of course um, stock markets they've been shut but they really collapsed um they were down 50% no time at all before uh, before we saw the uh, the shutdown of the of the uh, stock markets I, i'm not sure if they've reopened uh but it's doubtful
0: i don't um, think so no i don't yeah. think they've reopened. no.
1: yeah So, uh, you know, essentially massive impacts very very quickly. And I guess we were all really surprised to see how uh, effective these have been so quickly.
0: We know that there are going to be repercussions around the world uh, for this, and we're seeing them already. But what are some of the short-term impacts that we're seeing on the global economy from Russia being essentially cut out?
1: Well, I mean, Russia is... uh, First of all, it, it's a large economy. It's the 11th largest economy in the world. It's a little, you know, it's a, an economy that's 144 million people, so much more populous than Canada, uh, but uh, its economy is nonetheless large, a little smaller than Canada uh, overall. Um, so just the fact that, you know, seeing an economy that size in the world, uh, it's seeing its demise is obviously going to have repercussions just on its own. But I think the biggest, uh, implication here will be in terms of what Russia produces. And in fact, Russia produces a lot of goods, um, uh, resources, wheat, uh, minerals, and of course, oil and gas, uh, that Canada also produces. So in a way, uh, this is a massive, uh, essentially, supply shock on the global economy. It's leading to a, a ramp up in prices across the board for all of the products that uh, Russia produces. In a in a world which is already, you know, dealing with very high inflation rates, all sorts of supply chain constraints, um, adding to inflationary pressures right already. So this is a massive shock, uh, inflationary shock, a shock to production, essentially.
0: When we look at some of those shocks and how they're going to impact, um, clearly the price of oil is one of them. We're seeing uh, the the price of crude jump today well above where we've seen it in the past. Um, Is that going to be the the one that Canadians and people around the world are going to see first and for longest?
1: Well, I mean, oil prices, um, have a double impact on, uh, households. So uh, first of all, you know, we, in, to the extent that we all consume, uh, uh, gasoline, we're seeing that right away at the, at uh, the pump prices. So that's going to have an immediate impact on households, not only in Canada, but across the world. Uh, but also oil, essentially oil is an input into many, many things, including plastics and, and, uh, all sorts of production, uh, as well as transportation. So, uh, you know, the cost of transportation is already strained uh, we're, uh, we're you know we're going to see that adding to inflationary pressures if especially if oil prices stay as high as they are uh, currently.
0: I'm speaking with the Conference Board of Canada's chief economist Pedro Antunes. Um Christia Freeland this week even mentioned this when talking about these sanctions. She said that Canadians are going to have to be prepared. To suffer a bit, that it, we're going to feel the impacts of these sanctions. Uh, where else may we see them? So you've talked about obviously um, gas prices uh, and other pro- other products made with with uh, with petroleum, but where else might we see these? If in in Canada and around the world, in terms of uh, price hikes, I gather grain is another one. Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, obviously. You know, for, for Canada, well, I, I mean, I think in terms of direct trade with Russia, we're a, a very small player in the, uh, in terms of Russian, uh, exports of Canada, Canadian exports to Russia, you know, only account for about 0.1% of our exports. Uh, we import a little more from Russia. So there may be some issues there for some industries in Canada looking to bring in goods. But what we saw was a very uh, diverse set of commodities that come into Canada. So I'm not going to have and none of them stand out. In other words, none of them are going to have a major impact on any one industry. I don't think in Canada. Uh, there may be businesses that are directly tied that have investments in Russia. Those are, you know, going to be challenged. Uh, but in the banking sector, I think we're, we're very, Uh, 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 very low exposure from Canada's uh, banks into Russia. So those are the kind of direct impacts, but indirectly, of course, um, you know, this uh, essentially price shock is going to have repercussions to all our trading partners. So uh, the US, uh, Europe are going to see implications of this, and that affects our trade with those, those countries. I mean, we're living in a very connected world overall uh and then for canada itself uh you know when we see the price of grains uh of uh, oil seeds uh when we see the price of oil these affect inflation in canada so for the majority of of households we are going to see an erosion in our purchasing power you know inflation was 5.1% in december uh it's going to be higher than that in february there's no doubt uh as as we've seen uh february and, and into march as we've seen these uh commodity prices ramp up um, where I would say that we're a little kind of lucky in a sense is that we produce a lot of the same products that Russia does. So uh, Russia and Ukraine. And so we also will benefit uh, some producers, some regions and provinces uh, will benefit from these higher resource prices.
0: I'm speaking with Pedro Antunes, the Chief Economist at the Conference Board of Canada. When we come back, uh, I was just going to ask you a bit about what lies ahead and also a bit about what impact this could have on the Bank of Canada's decisions. We saw a rate hike today. Uh, We're expecting more. What could this war in Ukraine, uh, how might this weigh on decision makers there? We'll be back after this. And I'm back with Pedro Antunis, the Chief Economist of the Conference Board of Canada. We've been talking about the sanctions imposed on Russia, the impact on the Russian economy, uh, the ruble itself, nosedive the stock market has been closed for days uh we know their economy has essentially been completely uh, restricted at this point and that is having an impact around the world whether it be on oil prices on the prices of grain and so on and while canada produces many of the same things that russia and ukraine do uh, which cushions us a bit from the shock of all this we will see at Mm -hmm. a time when supply chains are already constrained we will see an impact um there was a rate hike today at the Bank of Canada. I know inflation has been a big concern uh, for the BOC of late. Do you see this these developments of the last week, the war, having any impact on where interest rate hikes go in the future? Well, I think um, you know the situation in Europe
1: uh, adds a lot of uncertainty uh, to where the global economy is headed. Um, and obviously, this will, uh, you know, essentially lend itself to banks, central banks around the world, perhaps being more prudent about their tightening. Uh, you know, uncertainty uh, kills business investment, uncertainty can really affect consumer spending. Um, and so these are the uh, kind of the big drivers of ag- what we call aggregate demand, or essentially demand for goods and services in the economy that, that have been driving inflationary pressures. So if, you know, there's, essentially some moderation in investment and consumer spending because of these risks and uncertainty, you know, but banks want to be prudent around how quickly they raise rates. Uh, for Canada, though, you know, we're, we had very strong messaging from the Bank Canada that we were going to see a rate hike in their decision today. Uh, we saw a 25 basis point increase, um, which is a fairly modest uh, increase, as, as we know, um, we're likely going to continue to see those uh, increases. But I do think the bank is uh, is going to be prudent. We were uh, expecting another three rate hikes this year. And I think that's probably the path the bank will continue on.
0: Again, I was looking at Russia. I think mortgage rates are at 20% in Russia now. So I I guess we should put that into perspective um, for us at least. But for the average Canadian sitting here wondering, okay, I already knew about a supply chain crisis. We already knew about inflation. We're seeing it everywhere. We knew about um, you know the Obviously, the bounce, trying to bounce back from the pandemic, um, housing prices have skyrocketed. Now there's a war in Ukraine. How will this affect, do you think, the pocketbook of the average Canadian? Oh, you know, again,
1: obviously, a lot depends on how long this lasts and and you know how it gets resolved. Um, but you know, if things were to continue on the you know in this in in terms of the situation that we're in right now. Uh, we are going to see, you know, a pretty solid increase in inflationary pressures around the world and in Canada as well. In fact, we've already seen them. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, the point is that uh, they're actually going to start to take effect as consumers go out to purchase their, their goods, their food, uh, their gasoline going forward. I think that's the biggest concern right now. Uh, the other concern, I think, for the central bank in Canada and elsewhere around the world is th- does somehow this this strong inflation get built into expectations? And this is the situation that we were in. It's been 30 years that we've had inflation expectations. In other words, people believe that inflation will remain low. And so they don't ask for higher uh, wage uh, increases and businesses don't increase prices just automatically. Uh, We don't want that to be, uh, uh, you know, essentially that vicious cycle of expectations to start driving inflation on their own. And this is where uh, the central banks have to play a careful game. Uh, they have to ensure that, uh, you know, essentially households and businesses believe that their inf- that their inflation expectations remain anchored within the Bank of Canada's target range.
0: One other area I know that with a lot of uh, the border, some of the border restrictions starting to ease, a lot of us have been looking to this spring and summer to do a little traveling. But you really do see this as another big setback for the travel industry, an industry that certainly doesn't need another one.
1: Well, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, yes. The travel uh, and the air transportation industry in particular has been an extremely hard hit through this last two years. I mean, when we looked at air transportation as an industry in Canada, it was operating essentially at ten percent of normal, so a ninety percent decline uh, from normal. Uh, so we're, we were hopeful. Certainly, I was very hopeful that uh, with this. Uh, Omicron wave hopefully being the last wave of COVID that we would see you know, a lot more take up of international travel uh, I think uh, you know, this puts a damper on that for sure uh, certainly uh, you know, our travel to Europe uh, will be affected um, and in travel intentions uh, from Europeans to Canada as well so these uh, you know, unfortunately I think it will be another setback and, and again it, you know, how long this lasts will, will be the, 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 the crux of how hard the industry has hit
0: you did have a quick look in your article about some of the additional fiscal pressures to come. What were those?
1: Well, obviously, uh, you know, I think near term there may be. I mean, the government has already announced support uh, for Ukraine. So there's this additional funds that are going to be uh, put forth. Uh, I think the biggest, uh, you know, increase in, in, uh, in spending could be on settlement services if we open our doors to Ukrainian refugees. Uh, And I think we've already seen announcements uh, that, that uh, align with that. Um, And certainly longer term, uh, you know, will our commitment to, uh, to military spending increase, uh, you know, we've, we've been a long time since uh, hitting that two percent of GDP target that uh, uh, you know we've uh, we've committed to. Um, perhaps we will see an additional pressure of you know essentially ramping up our our spending on, on military.
0: Not an easy time to be a chief economist, I would think.
1: Well, I, I think my job is easier than uh, some of the uh, the political leaders that are out there, certainly. <laughs> Pedro Tunis, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure.